brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Welcome to the Envious Alien Podcast. This is your host, Heather Woodward. This is an episode that ties in with the Slenderman Stabbing Case series. If you haven't listened to the other podcasts, go ahead and go back to the beginning. You don't have to, but this is going to put some context for this episode. Today we are going to be talking to someone who has actually seen Slenderman in real life, or he says he has, not once, but more than once, twice or three times. And one of the things that I have been wondering, and one of the things that I've been talking to with my friends about this case, is, is who does Slenderman go to? What kind of person does Slenderman visit? Who does he show himself to? If you watch the movie, the movie is is nutso. By the way, it has, I don't know, has nothing to do with the, the case. It has nothing to do with Slenderman. Actually, I have no idea where they got the information. I mean, it's so weird. If you want to listen to the podcast, we did a, bo- a bonus episode about the movie and its suckitude and how it has nothing to do with the Slenderman mythos. In that, it's just kids. It's just basically anybody who calls upon him. And there's a I don't know, <laughs> something, it's some kind of writing that you say to summon him. I guess it's a spell. I'm not even really sure what it is. And we found it online, and apparently you can use it to summon, and I'll go ahead and put it in the show notes so you can check it out just in case someday you feel like you want to summon Slenderman. And we were talking about perhaps doing that and seeing what happens. But then I'm kind of afraid to have a Slenderman as, you know, somebody that follows me around. I don't want to be afflicted by that. But then maybe I won't, because I feel like he he goes towards certain kinds of people, or he comes to certain kinds of people, and we're going to be talking about that in the podcast, so go ahead and take a listen. But one of the other things that that I wanted to uh, share with you is that there's some updates with the, the stopping case. One of the girls has appealed their 40-year sentence, I believe it's Morgan Geyser, and I'll go ahead and put the link to the article about that in the show notes so you can check that out. There's definitely going to be some appeals on this. 40 years seems like a long time. But then, the second thing I want to share with you is that the the pictures from the 
crime scene have been released. And I'm going to do a slideshow and put that in the show notes as well, because it gives you a really good idea of of how much blood this little girl lost and how bloody she was, her clothes. Um, it's just it's sad. Her t-shirt's just really, really bloody. And there's blood everywhere. And then there's also pictures of some of the drawings from Morgan Geyser. And, and they're just creepy and weird. And she's... You can just tell she's in this own little world in her own little psychosis. And when I did see those pictures, that led me farther down the rabbit hole of who sees Slenderman? What kind of person does he come to? Does he come to anybody? Or is there a certain kind of pathology or sociopathy or history or background that you have to come from in order to see him? Um, go ahead and check that out and let me know what you think in the comments. And let me know if you think that we should try to summon Slenderman. Or let me know if you've tried to summon Slenderman. If you have, I would love to talk to you. Because I talked to one person, one person only, who has has seen Slenderman. But I wonder if there's a threat or a, a, a similarity or or something. I have not seen Slenderman. I have not even encountered anything like Slenderman, even though I have seen a lot of things and I have experienced a lot of things being an investigator and a medium. So, yeah, I even have created things. But this whole thing of Slenderman being a tulpa or a thought form, who is the rightful owner to that? Uh, and and if you if you move into or you feed into the collective unconsciousness of Slenderman and you think about him and you talk about him and you do podcasts about him and you you summon him, does he just come to anybody? That's my question. I don't really know that. I just know that just from what I've read and what I've seen of this case and what I've experienced based on this interview there does tend to be this idea that you need to to be kind of an and justifies the mean Machiavellian kind of person. You maybe even need to be a sociopath or have sociopathic tendencies. There's a scale to that. You don't have to be on the the super sociopathic side of that. You can you can be somewhere in the middle. I, I think. If, if you're willing to kill for a tulpa or you're willing to kill for for a, a meme or a creepypasta story that you, that you have have created life just believing in it and drawing it and going further deeper into that rabbit hole then you aren't really thinking about other people and other people's feelings and you don't really have that empathy that you need in order to get out of it. Um, it becomes part of your energy field. It becomes part of you. It becomes, it all encompasses you, I guess. Maybe you become possessed by it. Who knows? Maybe she was, there's a little bit of possession here. I mean, I know that people are going to say, Morgan Geyser, she's schizophrenic, so that explains it all, but I don't think it really does. I, there's this other little girl, Anissa Weir, who, who isn't any of those things. <laughs> she's, not, she's not schizophrenic. She's a normal little girl. She doesn't really have any problems. 
beyond the fact that she tried to kill somebody. But <laughs> and that's a huge problem. But something had to be in her head where she would actually go through with this. Not once, not twice, but three times. Three times they they tried to do this. So they wouldn't give it up. They had to keep going with it. And it just got worse and worse every time. But yeah. Anyway, with that, go ahead and listen to the interview. When investigators asked why they did it, they both had the same answer, Slenderman. Slenderman is a fictional internet monster, a ghoul who lurks in chat rooms in some of the internet's darkest corners. He's faceless, often portrayed in a dark suit with octopus-like tentacles. Slenderman is believed to haunt children and those who look to expose him. And 
when I got down to the bottom of the steps, I thought I saw something in the mirror. So I went to look at it. And as I got closer and I stopped about two feet away from the mirror, this really large, like, silhouette of a person walked up from behind me. And, like, I, I didn't, I turned around and there was nothing there. I looked back and the silhouette was still in the mirror. And it literally tried to strangle me. Oh, whoa. Yeah. So what do you think that was? Probably a shadow person. Do you think, do you know why it tried to strangle you, though? Because I'm familiar with the uh, shadow person phenomenon, um, but hardly ever do people get touched. So that's interesting to me. Yeah, it uh, it has put its hands around my throat, and then I freaked out and bolted right back to my room. I was eight. I don't know why anything would want to strangle me, other than I was an asshole at eight years old. But well, how like how so? Well, I I gave my mom, and my grandma, like a super hard time. I was one of those really rambunctious uh, toddlers, and uh, I used to talk back all the time, and I used to do things on purpose just to piss people off. Oh, why did you do that? I, I still do it because I like I said I'm an asshole. I just I like to look on people's faces. I'm one of those people, like, if you tell me to do something, I'm more than likely not going to do it. Huh. Okay. So I know, like, that's so interesting because I know, um, and we'll get to that later on in the conversation, but um, you, one, one of the things that I was so fascinated by that you said last time was that that you um, you you have sociopath tendencies because you said that's that could be why uh, Slenderman... Yeah. Talk to yeah, you. I do. I have a, I lack a severe empathy towards humans. Oh, really? I tend, not to, I tend not to like them, mostly because they're always either really dumb or they're really fake. Hmm. Okay. So, so you kind of see what people are really thinking or feeling. Is that is that the gist of it? Yeah. It's like I can tell when someone's lying to me or I can tell when you're being extremely two-faced mm. and most people always put on a front instead of being who they are. And that just irritates me a lot. That's interesting. Tell me about the werewolf experience that you had. When I was five, um, I lived with uh, my mom, my older sister, my grandma, my aunt Mary, my cousin Jennifer, and her two kids in this really, really, really big trailer in the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania. One of the entrances to the trailer, which is the main entrance, had two beds in it. It wasn't exactly a living room, but it could have been had we not put the beds in there. On either side, one had my mom's bed, one had my bed. Both sides had a window right above the bed. It wasn't like a large square window, but it was like a two-foot-long by, like, a three-foot-wide rectangular window. And from the, uh, at night, sometimes I would see 
If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. From my bed, like a silhouette of a, uh, like from the moonlight, you see like the outline of a of a wolf. Now, the trailer's raised at least three feet, and the areas immediately around the trailer are all flat. You don't get to the hills until you get way out, way out there, like at least 50 or 60 yards. That's when you start to get to the hills and where all the deer and stuff would be. So, I know a regular wolf wouldn't be that tall to be able to be reflecting its shadow into my living room. Well, the bedroom area onto the floor. And I told my mom about it. She thought I was making things up. But I'd see it periodically the entire time, the entire year that we had uh, lived there. It wouldn't be there every night. It would be there like sometimes once a week, sometimes less. It was really, really weird. And you saw it multiple times? Yeah. Hmm. Did it follow you? Nope. Uh, when we moved into Honesdale, Pennsylvania, I didn't uh, see it at all. And I don't know if that's because uh, the moon never shined in my bedroom window or I always had curtains up. So I don't, I couldn't actually say if it did or not. Hmm. That's very, very interesting. And did did anybody else see those kinds of things? Like nobody else, like um, that I told, had said they'd seen it. Hmm. Most people said they didn't believe me, but uh, my grandfather always believed me. Why do you think nobody believed you? Oh, because according to him, he's seen some shit. Okay, so he so he recognizes the the paranormal stuff because he sees stuff too. Yeah. That's, okay. that's why I got her now, because he died when I was, like, seven. Mm, okay. So I never actually got to talk to him about other things later in life. But why do you think other people don't believe you? Well, I think it's because either they're not as open-minded about the supernatural, or, like, they don't believe in anything, or they're so stuck in, like, their religion that, like, no, that's fake. That's not going to happen. Because, like, most of my family um, was Catholic. Very Catholic. So, like, they're closed off to what would be, to them, considered supernatural. They just don't believe in, like, monsters and stuff like that. Plus that, being a little kid, everyone already said I had a really good imagination as it was. So, I think it's just like a combination of that. 
Do you have any psychic abilities that you know? My wife, Rachel, always says that I'm a natural medium. I honestly couldn't say. I've never heard it, I guess. Do you think you're empathic? To an extent. I wouldn't say that I'm like, I can feel what you're feeling. But it's more along the lines of, I know what you're feeling. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. But But you're not feeling it. You're more aware of it do you have an awareness of it yeah it's not to the extent of like uh oh you're you're extremely depressed right now and that's making me super depressed because i feel your emotions but it's i can tell something's wrong you're clearly not yourself Hmm. okay so you're more good at reading people like you 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 yeah you're good at context clues you're good at body language and and judging people's emotional states yeah do you think that do you think that's part of of the 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 sociopathy you were talking about is being that knowing what people are thinking and feeling yeah i feel like that's why i don't have the empathy for them because it's like like i said a lot of people try to put up the front that they're either this is all this is who i really am even though they're clearly hiding behind a mask right now right and then i can see that so when something's happened to them that would have been, like, solved if they had just been up front with everybody, I have no feeling for that. Like, if something bad happens because of that, I'm like, well, that sucks. That's your fault. Right. Should have done it. <laughs> well, that makes sense. So do you feel love? Are you able to feel, like, strong emotions? Oh, yeah. I'm not, like, a complete sociopath. Well, I just wonder. No, because it's very interesting because I was thinking about that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you some weird questions, but it's just because I, I'm i fascinated by this idea that, that the reason why you see Slenderman is because of of this, what you're talking about right now, where you, where there is this, this sociopathic tendency, you know what I mean? Because that would make perfect sense yeah. based on right. on his modus operandi you know what i mean yeah what about animals do you like animals oh i love animals okay so you do love animals all right so it's people you don't like yeah it's it's almost always people Uh, there's some exceptions but not many do you have the impulse to seek revenge on those who have wronged you all the time all the time okay but have you, do you act it out, or is it just something that you, it's in your head? Sometimes. Like, um, in high school, people would, like, uh, they'd either try to make fun of me, or they would actually try to assault me, and then I'd dish it back way harder. Okay. So, do you, do you usually act on it, or is it more fantasy? Because, I mean, it sounds like you have, but, but nowadays, do you do that, or is it more just in your head? Well, nowadays, I don't deal with as many people. Nowadays, not really, because there's not actually a reason to. Right. And, like, uh, people who do uh, wrong me or piss me off to a certain point, I usually like my mom, my sisters, mm-hmm. and how they, put, how they push my buttons, I just push their buttons right back. Ah, okay. So I still retaliate, but it's never anything severe. So you're enough to get them to shut up and leave me alone. Right. So you're more a tit for tat kind of person. Yeah. Yeah. So like, 
when you're talking about people in school who would bully you or try to bully you, would you do something back to them? Equally, you said equally. So would would you like perpetuate it or, or how would you deal with that? If they tried to make fun of me, I would just make fun of them harder. Mm. There's certain things that I've never been okay with other people saying. Like I am, I'm a Spaniard. So one of the, uh, things I'll never tolerate anybody calling me or saying in my general direction is, uh, is sick. Cause that's a way that's a, that's basically saying the N word to a black person. Like, right. <laughs> it's not okay. And my freshman year of high school, three kids basically called me that and I lost it. I just started beating the hell out of them. Like I smashed their faces into their lockers. Oh, wow. And yeah, like the security had to pull me away and everything. Is that so? It just depends on like what's said or how I'm wrong. That'll dictate the level of retaliation. Right, that makes sense. So, given that you have this history, it would make sense to me that that Thunderbird would come to you in some kind of form because it sounds to me like you have the kind of personality that that Slenderman would be looking for, correct? Yeah. So tell everybody about the experience that you had with Slenderman. You said you had two or three times, so go ahead and talk about that, and then, then we can talk about, you know, more about this idea that, that you have the personality trait. Well, the first time, I believe I was either, I was either about to turn 19 or already turned 19, but I just moved out of Alamosa, and Rachel and I just moved into our uh, apartment, Oh no, that was the second time, my bad. The first one was when I was 16, and I was walking home uh, from my ex-girlfriend's house at like 2 in the morning. Pitch black out, all of us, all of us, there were no street lights. It was a very uh, large wooded area that I had to cut through to get to where there would be lights and cars and stuff. So I cut through there, and I'm walking along the road. Not a car in sight. It's like Sunday morning, like maybe three o'clock in the morning. I'm walking, I have my headphones in, and I just get this feeling of uneasiness that I'm being either followed or I'm being watched heavily. So I pull my headphones out and I stop for a second. And I turn around and start surveying the area. There's nothing in the woods next to me. There's nothing in the open field across from the, across the street from me. And there's nothing in front of me. When I turn around, I can see this really tall figure with just a white head. And that's it. And I'm like, okay. I turned around. I started walking a lot faster. And the wind blew some leaves in front of me. And I noticed on the ground that there was a piece of paper. I didn't even look at it. I just went home. I stepped up my gear and just ran home. And then a couple of years later, uh, Rich and I just moved into our apartment. Our car's tires had been flashed, so I had to go. I was going to walk with her home from work, but I had to get there myself first. And she got off late, like uh, either 11 or 12 at night. So I'm walking uh, to the Walmart, and almost it doesn't have a lot of lights on the street. So as I'm walking down the block, it's, I've literally walked like a block and a half from my apartment 
when the one street light we did have turned off. And I just think to myself, well, that's, you know, it's fantastic. This is, this is the best walk ever right now. And I looked over at one of the houses, and above the house, plain as day, maybe a total of like 12 feet away from me, is a very tall figure with a pure white face, no eyes, no mouth, and then like a skinniest neck, and I just hauled ass. And as I was walking down the main street, they usually have a lot of uh, street lights on. As I passed them, the street lights all went out, one by one, all the way up until I got to Walmart. So what made you go two and two equals Slenderman? Like, th- there had to be a thought process. You're like, oh, dude, I just saw Slenderman. First time I saw it, that was when the, the indie games were super popular. I had just played, like, four of them in school, outside of school. I was all over the indie games for Slenderman because they were super fun. Is that I loved the creepy pasta. And the game mechanics at the time were interesting and new. So it was really fun. So while I was walking and I turned around, I was like, at first I was like, okay, it's late. I'm tired. I'm tripping. But the street in front of me had been clear the whole time, except for some leaves here and there. So when I looked down and saw the page, that's when I was like, this is just like game of out. It probably hmm. was just a regular piece of paper, but I wasn't about to find out. <laughs> okay, so it was so almost like you were mimicking the game in real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was just like, that's, that's not okay. I'm out. <laughs> but the second time, there was no page. It wasn't super, uh, it wasn't even super late. Like I said, it was like 11, maybe 12 o'clock at night. And I was in a residential area. <laughs> And it was like 12 feet away from me. And that was just clean as day. Like, clean as day. Like, I know that. I know that's what I saw. Why didn't you heed the call? What do you mean? Well, he, the, the first time it sounds like you already had it in your mind um, because, because of the game. So he came to you in a way that, that you would recognize. So you know exactly who it is. Like, it sounds to me like it, it was pretty much coming off of the screen. Right. Mm-hmm. So why did you run? The first time I didn't, I didn't run immediately until after I saw the page because I, I thought I was just, I thought I was tripping. I was like, okay. I was like trying to locate the moon. And when I noticed the moon was in front of me, that's when I was like, so it's not the moon. I don't know what that could be. I'm not going to panic immediately because usually when people panic prematurely, that's when super bad stuff happens. And, like, from, like, life experiences, panicking first before thinking never helps the situation. I guess my question is more, like, it's in, because there's obviously something about you that that is, is um, I guess, Slenderman ready. I don't know how to say it. Does, does Slenderman scare you, or was it just the, the incident itself that scared you? I think, like, a little bit of both. And honestly, the second time scared me more than the first time because he was so close. Oh, okay. Because the first time, he was like at least 15 yards away. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Right. The second time, he was only like four. So he was getting closer to you. Yeah, he got super close the second time. So I panicked immediately then and just ran. But also, Alamosa... Um, it's super easy to navigate. It's basically like a big square. Right. So all I had to do was run down and then not forget to turn left here at the main street. And then I can just go all the way to Walmart. Right. And Walmart, no matter where you are, whether you're in Alamosa or New York City, Walmart's always packed. There's always people. Quote, unquote, safe place. If Thunderman were to come to you again, because it sounds like he might, like how long ago was that last Incident. Um, about three years ago. Okay, so not too long ago. Like, it, it, knowing what you know now, I mean, would would you be more interested, or would you still walk away from it or run away from it if someone were to come back around? Uh, I don't know. That's it's kind of a tough question because usually I don't like to delve into things that are like supernatural on purpose. I've had lots of bad experiences and I've been haunted basically since I was like six. So, I mean, I don't intentionally dive into these things. I think I'd be a little more apprehensive, but I don't think I'd panic immediately. I'm, I don't think I'd try to approach him either, though. <laughs> right. Do you, do you have like kind of a, a bad childhood past? I mean, I liked my childhood, but at the same time, I've been plagued with nightmares since about six years of age. Did anything trigger that? The kind of nightmares that I started having, I had never experienced anything like that. I don't think so. <laughs> well, I was just wondering, because sometimes people tap into their abilities or, you know, Rachel, who is your wife, just for people who are listening, um... And and she is she teaches psychic development all kinds of stuff so she's really and she reads tarot so she's like totally steeped in this world but um, mm-hmm. Rachel says you're a natural medium and so I just wonder a lot of times people start getting their abilities when there's some kind of like thing in their childhood usually that that triggers it so it's usually like some kind of strong emotional experience or or something that happened like like for me when I was around two ish. My little brother almost died um, because he had to go to the hospital because his belly button got infected. And for me, that was kind of when my abilities clicked in because it was a very emotional thing and everybody was freaking out and we had to go to the Mm -hmm. hospital and I kind of felt abandoned. 
And so that that experience for me was when I really started to to tap into my own abilities. But so I'm wondering if something like that happened to you around six. Um, no, actually, because I was having nightmares before um, my grandpa died. And what did the nightmares usually and entail? It always matches like whatever house I'm living in at the time. Mm-hmm. Like we moved into Honesdale, and about a, like a month later, I started having these nightmares. And so when you walked in my old house, um, there was like a long hallway. And immediately when you get in, the first opening to the living room, and then slightly down the down the hall to the right is my room. And then you have my sister's room a little bit farther down, and my mom's room on the opposite side of the hall. And then it leads all the way down to the kitchen. So there's one hallway that connects basically the back and front door of the house. So, um, but I'd come out of my room and it'd always be in the middle of the night. And I'd walk into the kitchen and there'd be a guy sitting on my table, dressed in all black with that, like, with that, like, Van Helsing hat. Mm hmm. And he always had a really large axe. And the second I walked into the kitchen, I'd see him. He'd look up and his eyes would go red. And then he'd attack me with the axe. And I'd wake up and repeat the process five or six more times before I actually woke up. Wow. That's a really, really intense dream. No kidding. Do you still have nightmares? Oh, do you still have the nightmares? Oh, I haven't had that nightmare in a long time. But, yeah, I still suffer from nightmares. Do you know what they stem from? I honestly don't. I wish I did so I could, you know, cut it. (laughs) Has Rachel ever told you, like, you know, like had an an hypothesis of what it is? Uh, I've tried one time, like, five four or five years ago before she was, like, really, really, really good at doing what she does now. And I don't quite remember uh, exactly what she thought it was. Because she had used her tar deck to figure that out. She thinks something like, super bad happened to me. And I'm like, if it, if it did, I have no memory of it. The only, like, remotely bad, bad thing that happened to me was um, I got uh, tossed off a three-story building when I was five. Yeah. But toppled by one? I got tossed off of like a three-story house, like a balcony, into a truck, like into a bed of a truck. Did you get hurt? No, I wasn't hurt. I was like screaming and like yelling at them because I didn't like heist as a kid. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So they were like, oh no, just look over the balcony. And I was freaking out and they were holding me. They just dropped me off the balcony basically. There was like a really thick mattress in the bed of the truck, but I didn't get hurt. And I wasn't, like, any more scared of heights. I was just super pissed that uh, Chris and uh, his brother, my long friend Ronnie, beat their asses after that happened. So I was like, okay, we're even. Right. That, that's that's pretty traumatic, but that that wouldn't give you nightmares and stuff like that. I mean, Yeah, no, that wouldn't give me, like, a nightmare to where you know, someone's literally acting me in the face right. six times a night. Yeah, I don't know what that would be, like, and I remember, like, all of my traumatic experiences. I'm not one of those people that, like, blocks it out. Because I know that that causes a lot of emotional distress. 
if you just block it out like it never happens, that stuff literally comes back to haunt you. So I'm very open about like my my traumatic experiences. Like when I was two, I busted my head open on a marble vanity. And like uh, when I was five, my aunt had told me that they shot my dog and buried him in the backyard. When in reality, my mom had put him down to at the bank. Why would your Why would they say that though? My family is <laughs> just like we're just a family of assholes. And it's just like it's something that just runs in our family. Like we just say stupid off the wall shit, just to either make people feel bad or to see their reaction. And then we'll be like, no, nah, I'm just kidding. This is what really happened. Hmm. Okay. But so do you think that do you think that would contribute to maybe seeing Slenderman? This idea because I mean he he really wants proxies, correct? He wants people that will do his bidding. Yeah, basically. That are really tough skinned and, and you would fit that that mold, correct? Yeah. Because so this is one thing and I know you know a lot about Slenderman because you you've played the the games and stuff and I know you're into it. So Yeah. So does he want you to kill people? Does he want you to make sacrifices? Because, like, these little girls, right, they said that their friend had to be sacrificed. Is that a real thing? I've never felt they were to sacrifice somebody. <laughs> so I can't speak on that one. But, um, I mean, I, I wouldn't say he wants, like, sacrifice. I feel like he's one of those, I wouldn't say a deity, but you know how kind of like how some of the Greek gods were super petty yeah. and they'd have, like, mortals? do really outrageously crazy shit just so they can have shits and giggles. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, feel that's kind of, I feel kind of that's what he does. He gets these people who are easily manipulated or they're super thick skinned or they're already super traumatic. They've already had super traumatic lives and like they just fit like a mold and he's like, you can go kill somebody and it would be awesome to watch. He'd be like more like a trickster god. Kind of, but with more murder. So when you heard about these two girls who, you know, felt like they had to to kill their their friend as so they could be proxies, did that surprise you at all within the uh, the Slenderman mythos? I thought it was wild because they weren't that old. Twelve, yeah. Yeah, I was like, that that's some crazy shit. But at the same time, when you're in when you're just about to hit puberty or right at the beginning of it, you're kind of at your most manipulative, like manipulable, you know? That's when you're still trying to make up and figure out who exactly you are. And if something comes along and influences you a little too much, you can go from being this really, really nice, caring person to someone who's basically dead inside and is willing to sacrifice one of their goddamn friends. You know what I mean? Do you think that they saw Slenderman, or do you think they had Slenderman sightings or experiences? With how stoic they were in, like, the interviews, Mm -hmm. they might have. Because I know after both of my sightings, I was really, like, flat-emoted for a couple days. Really? Yeah, I wasn't wasn't as loud as I usually am. I wasn't as... uh, I wasn't just talking and I wasn't uh, cracking jokes like I always am. So it really affected you, like, on a all level. Yeah, it was just one of those things that was like, it took me a while to, uh, it took me a couple of days to get over 
the hump of holy crap that's what i saw that's heavy shit like for me that was super heavy i was like okay do you think that's part of the slenderman sickness though is that he's sort of a sexy he like takes on some of your emotions yeah i feel i feel like if you're overexposed to him he can definitely like i feel like that's how you become like the mindless puppet kind of you know what i mean because uh-huh. he'll drain your emotions and you become like super lethargic and then if you continually see him you kind of start to go a little nuts and the more you continue to you know climb down that rabbit hole the more uh messed up shit you're gonna see you know and probably do did you ever contemplate any of that after you saw slenderman like all the things you just talked about i mean did you want to be more mean or did you want to do something or you know what i'm trying to say did it did it affect you in that way at all no i was i wasn't more aggressive i was like right in the middle i was like what do i do with this information like what do i do with the knowledge that in my opinion is he's real you know what i mean especially after the second time i was like okay so it wasn't just that one thing definitely not crazy that was 12 feet he's right there <laughs> what do i do with this information? right because obviously he wanted something from you i mean that he would yeah, not show and, himself yeah and that's one of my like i hate when like people hint at something or they show up and they don't tell me why i'm an extremely curious person my nature i always want to know why and that's why uh uh Rachel calls me a gossip and I'll talk about everybody and anything to whoever because I like knowing things. Right. So when I don't know why or what somebody wants drives me up the wall. So maybe that's part of the trickster part of Slenderman though, is that he knows that about you. And so what's the quickest way to get into your mind is not telling you why he's there. Yeah, it's like, bam, I'm here, and that's it. Right. There's no why, there's no reason, it's just, hi, I'm here. So you you definitely remember it. Oh, yeah, I probably will never forget that. That's interesting, too, because now there's, like, an imprint on you. So if he ever wants to come back, it's going to be really easy. Yeah, you're. I, I want to say, and I don't, I don't mean to scare you, but it sounds to me like you're sort of marked. Oh yeah, I figured. I figured. I was surprised I hadn't seen him recently, because like it's been about two, three years, and then uh, I thought it was actually kind of a coincidence that you'd wanted to oh. talk about it. Yeah. So I don't know if he's actually going to show himself, but this is the equivalent of that. <laughs> Oh, that makes perfect sense. So maybe I have actually accidentally become part of it, of the energy, feeding into the energy of it. Yeah, because literally the day Rachel had asked me about uh, contacting you, I was sitting there the night before thinking, like, I was outside uh, smoking, and I was all With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, this would be a this would be about the time. That's so interesting. Next, yeah. It sh- it shows its face. That's so interesting that that Slenderman can come in any form. Yeah. Really. So do you think he still wants something from you? Yeah. Uh, I hope not. But <laughs> I don't know. I mean, probably. I don't think he's ever just let people be. You know what I mean? Right. So he's always wanted something or made them do something. So I'm, I guess I'm just waiting my turn, essentially. Oh, that's fascinating that you say it that way. But so, yeah. good. I look like a. I think that way because it's like there's never a guarantee for just because you saw him that means that's going to be your your trigger. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like uh, he could have a list. He could have a queue. I don't know how he rolls. So I mean, it could be just the whole maybe he's just waiting for my name to come back around and he tries again, or it's finally my turn and then something happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. Are you, it's going to be a weird question, but um, are you, are you obsessed with the paranormal or, are you, or is that something that you're into? Like, like what are your hobbies? I love researching the paranormal. Like I love, I love like conspiracy theories and I love uh, like, even when I was younger, I used to watch the X-Files all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, even today, like I will read about uh, paranormal stuff and I'll like look up information about, uh, topics and stuff like recently I read an article about the elevator game yeah and like that fascinated me but it also like startled me to like it like hit something on the inside that was all like don't fucking try this because your dumb ass is going to get stuck if you do yeah <laughs> so it was like don't do that but this is super cool at the same time so I I guess in like a term for it I'd be more like the oracle to someone's Batman. I'd be the person that knows all about it while somebody else goes out into the field about it. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you are, so you are kind of, it's funny because you are, your brain has all that permanent information in it. So you're seeing Slenderman, but at the same time, he's not really pursuing you but he is he's like hey i'm here yeah he's like passively aggressively trying to kind of mess with me right and he's like hi i'm here oh i'm gonna wait a couple years hi here i am again yeah i'm still here yeah Yeah. and just yeah like at this point i don't even know if he's just like fucking with me because for all i know that's all he's doing yeah, well, you have the personality type. I mean, so knowing this about yourself, I mean, do you think that these two girls at 12 years old, do you think that their their back histories are similar to yours, or do you think that something traumatic happened to them to be so – you said it yourself that they, they are, you know, impressionable, but do you think that there's a certain kind of personality or a certain thing that happens in your life that, that makes you more susceptible to it? I mean, it could be that they experienced something extremely dramatic and then just projected it onto the growing Thunderman phenomenon. Hmm. Or they could have uh, 
they could be, you know, like how I grew up, how I was that uh, antagonizing little shit that nobody really wanted to be around. But at the same time, you know, you're not completely, you're not completely fucked up yet. Because that one thing hasn't hit you over the edge, and then they see him, and that's what set them over the edge because they were so young, and right. they couldn't process it. And I think that's what played a major factor into them is that they were either going through puberty or just about to go through puberty. Right. So they were at like one of the most vulnerable points in their life. And if something traumatic happened to them, then yeah, they could just be projecting it onto Slenderman. Or they could have actually seen him. And because they were so impressionable, it was so easy to take, take right. him over. And if Slenderman is truly a trickster, then that would be really fun. Yeah, I mean, that's how I started to see him, is like, because you never hear about anybody actually getting murdered by him. You know what I mean? Right. It's always, oh, he made me do it. Or, oh, he talked me into it. Or I just needed to sacrifice this person for him. Right, which is classic so, trickster. Exactly. So, I mean, it could it could just be that he's being a passive-aggressive trickster. It's just like persuading people to do his bidding. And that could be all he wants because that's how he gets his laughs. Do you think you would ever do anything for Slenderman? Not in a conscious mind. Hell no. Okay. <laughs> I just wonder that. I wonder um, because you do seem to have a – I guess my question is – not my question, but my my – my thought is that you seem interested in it, but also afraid of it at the same time. You're just afraid enough not to take it to that next level. Yeah, because it's like, it's always that whole thing. It's like, what if I do take it to the next level, but I'm not actually ready? And then everything goes downhill. Oh, Cause that's I, interesting. Cause, yeah, because I feel like if you're at a certain like place mentally, I feel like he wouldn't have that great an effect on you or maybe even an effect at all. And you just see him if you're not. And like the worst place you are mentally makes it easier for him to take you over and, per- and persuade you to do his stuff and all that. So what would make you ready? I haven't figured that out yet. Cause some people like do get into that state of like hyper awareness and like to where they know there's absolutely everything and like that could help you. Or, like, if maybe you're extremely practicing, like, your actual psychic abilities, that could probably help you to block what he's doing. Right. But I wouldn't actually know because I don't actually plan to escalate this any farther. That's, that's so interesting. What? Why do you think Slenderman kidnaps children? Well, because um, they're just super manipulative, like, super manipulable. You can manipulate a child rather easily. And it's like trying to do it to like an angsty teenager is like begging to get a headache. Right. Because if a teenager, if an angsty teenager doesn't want to do something, they're never going to do it. And then if you go with somebody who's older than that, who's, you know, found who they are, they know what they're doing. It's going to be really hard to offset that person from their path, you know what I mean? Right. So I feel like the reason he targets mainly children 
is because it's less work for him, essentially. That's an interesting way of putting it. How do you feel about that? Oh, honestly, it kind of makes me a little bit afraid because I do have a daughter. Yeah. <laughs> and I've had experiences with him. I really don't want her to have any. Right. So you so. do. So I mean, I know you're a sociopathic, but you do have feelings and emotions, and you do, you do care. Oh, yeah. I I'm I feel, I'm very selective who I care about, but yeah. So you do have a. I mean, how do you how do you feel about the children that have been kidnapped, or or how do you feel about the like these two girls? Like, how do you feel about that? That fucking sucks for them. Well, that ain't none of my business. <laughs> right. It don't concern me. I mean, more than likely they got themselves into it. Like the small, small children, maybe not. But right. like ten and up, come on now. You should be smart enough at this point to realize what's dangerous and what's not. And what's right and what's wrong. That's why it's like when they had the interview with the two little girls and she didn't care that it was right or wrong. She did it because she said she had to, you know? Right. And it was super stoic and it was flat toned and everything. So it's like, that's like the hundred percent. I've lost all my emotions. Sociopath. Right. And that's the kind of thing that makes a serial killer. Oh, that's interesting that you said that. And I'm not at serial killer level. Because I still feel for things. I'm just selective about what I feel about. Like, I love my daughter and my wife, but my neighbors can get blown up tomorrow and I wouldn't give a shit. So I'm more, I guess, I guess it's both sociopathic and more self preservation. I just lack empathy for people in general. Like even when my daughter does something I literally just told her not to do five times in a row, she does it and she hurts herself. I'm not like, oh, poor baby. I'm like, what did we learn? And, and I'm like, you're okay, whatever, I'm done. And she keeps hurting herself, and it's like, you're going to have to learn one way or another. Right. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. feel bad for you anymore. Do you think that you would ever be in the place where you could do something for Slenderman? I mean, I asked you, like, what would that take? But do you think you'll ever be in that place? Or do you think as you get older, you get more empathetic or more empathic? Or Well, I mean, as people grow older, like everybody's mind grows and recedes at different rates. So, I mean, hell, for all I know, something something bad can happen to me, and I'm just in a completely wrong emotional state, and then he comes to me, and then more than likely, because, you know, I'm not where I should be, that he'd win that fight. Right. But at the same time, I could be... Uh, Everything could be going super good in my life, and I'm super, you know, up there mentally, and then he loses that fight. That makes or sense. If he, or if he, like, really, really, really wants you to do something, I don't see how a mortal being can deny something that strong. You know what I mean? Well, you have twice. I mean, and now that, we're thinking, now that I'm thinking about it, I mean, the shadow person could have been a, a, a form of Slenderman as well. When you're a little kid, yeah, because people have people have seen Sunderman as a shadow person. There's a lot of correlation between that. So I mean, the energy may have been around you since you were little. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. I mean, maybe you've been primed for this for a very long time. Who knows? Yeah, that could be like a form of grooming. Yeah, I never thought of it like that. You might have to think about, you know, 
where you want to go in your life and or or how you want to deal with that because it's you've been marked you know for a very long time mm-hmm. and so I don't know what do you do with that I'm not sure live my life until some shit goes down apparently I can do about it because <laughs> if I've been if I've been marked since I was eight I mean God it's been over a decade right. Yeah, I mean... Which, I mean, could be seen as something inevitable is about to happen. Or I'm just insane. <laughs> well, I don't think you're insane, but that is interesting how that works out. I mean, so far you've been like, nope, I'm not dealing with it. But then, you know, how many times... I mean, that's, that's the, that is the uh, the most interesting part of trickster gods is they, don't, they always come back. Okay, you ready now? Okay, you ready now? Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But personally, I don't think I'll ever be ready because I'm very. I'd rather not experience. I'd rather just read about it. Because it's just like serial, serial killers. They're very fascinating, but you never really want to meet one. Right. And when you do meet one, you don't even know you met one. I mean, they say exactly. that. Exactly. Because the best ones just walk out the street like everyday people. Right. Exactly. And you never know. But. Well, very, very cool. Um, thank you for this interview. Is there anything else you want to add? No, I think that's all. I mean, I can talk about my experiences with, like, ghosts and all that for forever. So if you ever need me for another one. It's very fascinating. Um, just because one of the things that always intrigues me about this story is that these two little girls, one of them was schizophrenic, obviously, and, and her parents knew about it since she was three. Mm-hmm. But the other girl, the other girl, there's nothing in her background that that shows that she could be sociopathic or that she would do something like this. So it has to go back to to something else. It has to go back to her parents or something, or there has to be something we're missing. And so talking to you is helping me figure that out. I'm glad I can do help. Yeah. So, well, thank you so much. Um, I totally appreciate it. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.